get hip to this timely tip. We're live from Sanderson, Ford, and Glendale for their 66th anniversary celebration. Get your kicks during Rosie on the House. We are live, and we are at Sanderson Ford, and we are lining up one of the more fun remote live broadcasts we've had in a long time. Sanderson Ford is celebrating Route 66 Grand Staycation, and you've got to get here to register to win, and it will be a three-night, four-day tour of Route 66. We've got the lodging set up. We've got the state park passes. You'll be able to see Arizona on Route 66 like you've never been able to, but you've got to get here to Sanderson Ford during the broadcast to register to win, and you'll be able to pick out uh, what the winner is going to be able to take a brand-new Ford Mustang on the trip provided by Sanderson Ford. You'll be able to go into the Winslow area and take a look at the Hamalavi State Park, a really an interesting state park, one of my favorite in the whole state, wide open spaces, beautiful dark sky, great presentation. Then you can run over to Flagstaff and see Reardon Mansion. You can get in over to Slide Rock State Parks. You can take a look at Lowell Observatory, take a ride up the Snowball Chairlift, and end end the trip over at Williams. It's going to be a fantastic trip. So get here at Sanderson Ford this morning, today, during our live broadcast that will go to 11 o'clock. Now, we've got special guests lined up here. We've got the Arizona Wildflowers that are going to be doing some some uh, folk music live here. We've got special guests, Mike Broomhead. We've got Al McCoy. We've got Tim Hattrick. We've got Luis Gonzalez all going to share with us their favorite Route 66 story. So you have an opportunity to meet all these guests, register for the staycation, and ask us a question or two about remodeling or home improvement. Maybe that's what you've got planned for this particular weekend. We can certainly talk about that for sure. In our attempt to always become every Arizona homeowner's best friend, we do it several ways. Broadcast is one. These live broadcasts are another. They're always a hoot. And then publications and the, and the website is also the other key resource for you Arizona homeowners, and it's all free. And we often take a look at what y'all are asking us any one particular time of the year, any particular week, as to what it is y'all are most interested in right now. And with the warmer weather, boy, wasn't it almost cool this morning? Man, I, I had to get up early to get over here for the broadcast, walk out the front door and thought, oh, yes. In the May, this is a gorgeous, gorgeous Arizona Saturday morning. I think it was 57 or 58 degrees. It was perfect. But it had touched on the warmer temperatures earlier this week. It's saying that we're going to, we've got June coming around the corner. Been a pretty nice spring, a whole lot nicer than it was last year for sure. Everybody wants to know why do my heating fans have two directions on them? And I want to tell you that. You've got the different speeds, of course, and you like a ceiling fan to hang a minimum of 12 inches below the ceiling, okay? Some of you have what's called a hugger fan. It's not hung on a stem. It hugs the ceiling. The body of the motor actually mounts straight to the ceiling. Those are not very efficient. You need the airspace between the blade 
and the ceiling for the blade to be able to activate the airflow. The other thing that might surprise you is the most efficient ceiling fan on the planet only has one blade. That's right. If you're at the fan store and you see the three and the four and the five blade varieties and you decide, oh, I want, I want the most air moving as possible, you buy the five blade, you're actually going to get the less air moving. You start pulling the air off that ceiling and it must replenish itself. And if you've got the blades too close to each other, it's pulling so much air off of that gap that it isn't sufficiently restoring the supply for it to draw from to force the, the, the breeze that you're hoping for. So we like to have it hanging a minimum of 12 inches down from the ceiling. Those of you with a scissor truss uh, living rooms and grand rooms and big rooms, and the ceiling is at 12 or 14 or 16 feet, and you've got that fan hanging down about eight or nine feet. So that's perfect. Those are great. Now, go in there with a three-blade fan, turn it on low, and you want to turn it in a direction in the summer where the wind, the breeze actually is being generated off the ceiling and blown down onto you. There'll be a little toggle switch on the, on the side of the motor that'll actually change the direction of the, of the blades. You can change the direction that they pass, thereby changing the direction that the breeze flows. In the winter, maybe last fall, maybe in January, you change the direction so that the breeze was actually being drawn up out of the room and pushed up against the ceiling. In the winter, that's perfect. And in colder environments, that's perfect. Because then what you're doing is you're creating a low, slow draft of positive pressure up against the ceiling, forcing the warm air that's sitting there, that's raised by natural convection, the warm air that's sitting there is now washing the outside walls of the room and bringing you warmth that you've already got, but you can't use because it's over the top of your head. It's too hot. So that's why fans have two speeds. Make sure now with a warmer month coming up that your blade is pushing the air from the ceiling down to the floor. In a properly air-conditioned home with the humidity down below 30%, a fan on low or speed two will make your body, while you're in the room, feel as if you are upset. Your thermostat is set about 7 to 10 degrees cooler than it actually is. So the other thing about fans is you don't want to run the fan when the room is empty. That does absolutely nothing for you in making your house more comfortable, making you more comfortable, or eliminating hot and cold spots throughout your house. If you're fighting the hot and cold spots, you want to keep the fan on in the central air conditioning unit, and that will have a better opportunity of eliminating cold and hot spots. But let me give you a warning about that. With the monsoon, and they say, NOAA says, the National Association of Weather says, we're going to have a monsoon this year, and it should be a pretty decent one. Do not leave your central air conditioning fan on with high humidity, because your bills will go up considerably. It will then take the moisture, the condensation, 
that we've sucked out of your house, put on the coils, put into the drip pan, and drained outside the house. Now, if you leave that fan on, all the residual condensation that's on your A-coil is going to be blown right back into the house. So now you're pushing the condensation back in the house, driving the humidity back up, which is what you just paid for with your air conditioning system to pull all that moisture out. That's a big part of air conditioning in Arizona is reducing the humidity in your house. You definitely want it to be kept below 40% in the mornings. You've got a house full of teenage girls all taking a shower. You're cooking them oatmeal in the kitchen, frying some eggs. Humidity in the house can easily go to 35 40%. But in the middle of the afternoon prior to monsoon season, you're going to drop that down, hopefully to below 30 something around 20% indoor humidity is what we strive for. That's what we gain. So you get that operating right. Turn that ceiling fan on low or speed two. Don't buy the four or five blade fans. Buy the three blade fans, and you'll feel seven to ten degrees cooler while you're in the room under the breeze. So those were the kinds of questions that we've begun getting now that the warmer months are just around the corner. And right behind that, of course, the questions always start rolling in right now. Well, what about super cooling? <laughs> well, uh, we've been preaching it for 20 years, and uh, we got a testimony in just this week, and it was in capital letters. It said, Rosie, tell the naysayers they're nuts. Super cooling works. And he provided a couple of months, a couple of years of his invoices and what he had done to the house over the years and his summer bills throughout the years. And when he wasn't super cooling and when he was super cooling, and he has essentially dropped his costs per kilowatt to about 10 or 11 cents a kilowatt. Now, folks, that's that's just about what they're promising you when you buy solar equipment. And now they're going to provide you that forever. Super cooling is going to go up when the utility rates increase. You're not going to be able to lock your prices in. So that's one advantage solar gives you. But right now, super cooling. Purchase a programmable thermostat. As a matter of fact, APS was giving them out free last month. All you have to do is call them. They send you a free programmable thermostat. Set that temperature so the air conditioning works off-peak. You're buying electricity at one-fourth the price. Let it run all night long. That's okay. That's still cheaper than running it for two or three hours through the middle of the afternoon. Go ahead and cool your house down. Let the programmable thermostat take the room and the house back up to as warm as you can stand, 76, 78 degrees. And then at 8 o'clock, I'm talking APS customers at 8 o'clock, then take it down as cold as you can stand. And you'll actually save money. Your house will be cooler. You'll live more comfortably. And the, and the filtered air will be a better quality inside your house. So those are all the kind of tips. I'm going to cover a few more. Now that the warmer months are coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about shade and how critical and important shade is in the right areas of your home. Broadcasting live here at Sanderson Ford today. Again, get here during the broadcast. Now, we're going to have live demonstration, live music. We're going to have catering by Dylan's Barbecue. We're going to have a drawing, if you're here, 
You need to be here to register for an unbelievable once in a lifetime Route 66 Arizona staycation sponsored by Sanderson Ford and us here at Rosie on the House. Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Monona, Kingman, Boston, San Bernardino. Get your kicks on Route 66. All right. And that's what we're here promoting this morning on Rosie on the House, out at the Sale 66 celebration at Sanderson Ford. And we're being joined now by special guest, Mr. Al McCoy of the Phoenix Suns. Mr. McCoy, uh, we kind of caught you at a busy time of year to show up on a Saturday morning. Thank you for arriving. Well, it's great to be here. And, of course, uh, the playoffs are around the corner. And for the Suns, it all starts tomorrow. But uh, happy to be here with you, Rosie. Oh, man. Well, go Suns. We're looking uh-huh. forward to a great Thank playoff you. for sure. Alan, now you've been in Arizona a long time. Um, you Have you been able to compile a favorite Route 66 memory or story? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, mine's a little bit different probably because uh, going back uh, many years in my career, uh, I'm a I'm a piano player, and I was uh, working with a lot of dance bands back in the Midwest playing ballrooms, so on and so forth. And at that time, uh, when I was playing with these bands, one of the favorite tunes that I liked was Route 66. And it was one of the ones that uh, the whole band on certain occasions would sing. And one of my favorite lines at that time was, get your kicks on Route 66. And I guess now we can change that to say, uh, let's see, get your fix on sale 66, Sanderson Ford. So I always (laughs) knew the tune. And then eventually when I came out to Arizona, found out where Route 66 really was and had an opportunity to drive on it and go to Williams, uh, Arizona. I know Rod Steakhouse up there is still there. So Route 66 meant a lot to me. It was a fun thing to sing about and talk about. I think it's a fun sale that Sanderson's put together here for some lucky winner to be able to get up there and see it in a way that they may never have a chance to see it before. We've arranged for the lodging. We've arranged for that beautiful Mustang out in the showroom is yes. is going to be their car for four days. And we've arranged state park passes so yeah. they can go the whole route and see several state parks as well as other museums and interesting things. But I can't get Al McCoy on the show <laughs> without giving us a prediction for the playoffs. What does it look like for our sons this year? Well, you know, the sons have had such a fabulous year. Uh, the second best record, uh, 51 wins on the season, the second best record in all of the league. They had the best road record of any team in the entire NBA. And as you know, things can uh, can happen any way when you get to the playoffs. So right now, as I said, it's been such a fantastic year for the Suns. Whatever happens in the playoffs, I guess it's just the icing on the cake. Now, obviously, it's the Lakers that are going to provide the opposition starting tomorrow, and I think anybody that's followed the Suns through the years know that uh, there's been something between these two teams forever (laughs) through the years, and I'm sure we're going to see that type of competitive action starting tomorrow at the Suns Arena downtown, but it's been a great year, Rosie. It really has. The Lakers have always given me a little rash, but so have the Spurs. Well, <laughs> I don't even like to talk about the San Antonio Spurs anymore. They have two. In fact, we could go back to one year when a little altercation meant that the Suns had two of their great players suspended, 
in an important playoff game, and fans still feel that was the difference in the Suns winning or losing. But we don't want to forget the fact that the Suns have actually been to the NBA Finals twice. And ironically, both times, the first time was way back in 1976 against Boston. Uh, the second time was in 93 against Chicago. And, Rosie, in both of those series, there were triple overtime games, yes. the only time in the history of the entire NBA. And uh, probably that was uh, – I'd have to list that as maybe the highlight of my career, being able to broadcast those triple overtime games in the NBA Finals. But uh, it's going to be great, and hopefully maybe we can see that duplicated uh, this year. We'll see. Well, with all the road miles you're going to compile over the next week or 10 days, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come out and join us here this morning at Sanderson Ford. Thank you. Well, I so appreciate much. it. And as I said, uh, I like that to get your kicks on Route 66 and uh, get your fix uh, right here on uh, Sale 66 at Sanderson Ford. It's great. Great to be with you. We've both been spokespersons for Sanderson Ford for a long time. I've shopped here for years and years and years, and I, I, I send all my family here, and I know you do as well. Yes. Well, it's uh, one of the finest organizations. David, David Kimberly and his staff are people that you just like to go to coffee with or have a good time with, and uh, they're just the greatest organization in the automobile business in the country, and it's a pleasure just to be associated with them. Now, I know you're a, a, a fabulous piano player. Did singing ever play a part in that? Well, probably early in my career, I might have, might have sung a few tunes, Rosie. Can, can we hear a bar or two of Route 66? Well, I, as I said, my favorite line was, Get your kicks on Route 66. Ella, That's about it. <laughs> now, you're only going to get Al McCoy singing, listening, Saturday mornings to Rosie on the house. So we're glad you're tuned in. But I can't encourage you enough to tune in on your car radio as you're driving over to Sanderson Ford this morning because you're going to want to get your name in to this fishbowl. And if you're a subscriber to our newsletter, there was a specific entry coupon you could fill out. Those coupons are going to go in a completely separate fishbowl. So you'll Stand the chance as a Rosie on the House newsletter subscriber, an increased chance of winning a staycation right here at Sanderson Ford this morning for the Route 66 sale. It's only happening here. Get hip to this timely tip. Get your kicks during sale 66. And that's what's going on right now, sale 66. Live at Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue, just south of Glendale. 64 acres of beautiful Fords. You just got to get here to see them. I'm here with special guest, Mr. Mike Brumet. Mike, you and I have been spokesmen for Sanderson for a long time. I know what kind of shopping experience you've had here. Yeah, they've. Uh, my family, my extended family, my kids, between us all, we've gotten about 15 Sanderson Fords. I'm driving an Expedition right now. I love it. I've had their trucks. But the, it's just a different place. 
my my baby daughter's moving to Washington D.C. and they had a they had a O four F two fifty named Trudy, and I was hoping they would take it to D.C. and the transmission would drop out about Albuquerque, but they came in last week and picked up a brand new Ford Ranger. So I know they're going to make it the whole way. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> you know, when you when you say to people, I, I send my kids here. Now, my kids are all adults, but my daughter just bought a car from here. And you just know when they come down here, they're going to get treated right. And that's the one thing you hope for anybody in your family. It's just a great place. And we've been sending people here for years. Folks, take it from Mike Broomhead. Take it from Rosie Romero. Take it from Al McCoy. If you're in the mood for shopping for a new vehicle, you'd be crazy not to make a trip over to Sanderson Ford. Now, if you want it delivered, you can go online and shop Sanderson online and buy it, get financing, even trade your car in all online, and they'll deliver it to your driveway. But you'd miss the opportunity of coming here, sticking your head in about 15 new automobiles, and stake that big old whiff of brand-new, fresh auto. (laughs) And there's a reason why they've been around for 66 years. You know, they're just great community partners doing the community service work we've done with them. They're just good people here, good, honest family. They're exactly the kind of people you want to do business with, Sanderson Ford. And we're here broadcasting live this morning. Mr. Broomhead's joining us. Mike, now you've been in Arizona, I don't know, 20, 25 years, right? Yeah, 26 and a half years. Okay, and you're a Southeastern Conference boy, right? Oh, no, no, no. I'm an ACC guy. I'm a Miami Hurricane. Come on, don't mess with me. Oh, oh, no. Well, you and I could probably tell more stories about I-10 because my family vacations were always super slab. El Paso to Houston. If it weren't for Texas, we'd live a lot closer to home. Oh, my gosh. I remember driving out here on the 10, and, you know, you get to Texas pretty quick from Florida. But, man, you feel like you're in Texas for about a week and a half. You do. You do. You do. Tell me about any Route 66 favorite stories you might have over the years. So f- Mine is such a redneck story because I used to be an electrician. I was an electrical contractor, and I had a contract to work on the Kingman prison. So I had guys working at the prison every day, and I would have to make the trip. And so I made sure when I went up there that we stayed in one of those nice hotels on historic Route 66 because I, you know, I fell in love with Arizona, and it's such a historic place. And so we stayed right there on Route 66 and worked in Kingman for a week and a half. It was great. We had such a good time, and, and I love it. And I just, it's such a great piece of history. Now, when would that have been, Mike? That would have probably been around maybe 2005. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right. Now, when did you hang up your your belt? I officially, well, the economy kind of closed down my business a little bit, like it did for so many people in 08 and 09. But I officially, when I went into radio full time in 09, and then I closed my doors in 2010. Okay. All right. And you've been at KJR now how many many years? A little over a year. I came here right before the pandemic. I got there February 24th of 2020 was my first day on the air. And three weeks later, they threw everybody out of the building. But we sure love having you on the team every morning, Monday through Friday. You're eight to noon. Eight to noon. Yeah, it's a little bit different for me being on eight to noon, but I love it. And they're great people to work for. And there's so much to talk about right now. You know, it doesn't matter what opinion you have. Everyone's got one. And there's so much news going on. It's just it's a great place to work. Well, it is. And it and it is news center. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. What are you driving right now? What did you say, an Explorer? I have a, I have an Expedition. Expedition. Okay. It's so funny because I live alone and I'm single, <laughs> and I got a car that seats eight people. But it, it drives so nice, and I love it. It looks great, and I love the Expedition. I've had their pickup trucks for years, and I switched over to Expedition two years ago, and I just love them. I've been in F-250s for 30 years, yeah. and uh, I came 
four years ago. And I said, you know, I think I don't need the truck as a daily driver anymore. Um, and I've lusted after a Mustang since, oh. since the 70s. And so I wanted to come and test drive a Mustang. And they said, Rosie, before you do, just just try this Raptor. <laughs> that was it, right? And that was it, baby. I never even I never even test drove a Mustang. I said, okay, this is a Mustang in a in a Ford pickup truck. I'm body. afraid I'm afraid to test drive the Mustang because the way I drive fast enough in the expedition, I'd probably get in a bunch of trouble in a Mustang. But they're uh, beautiful cars. Jennifer drove a 15 passenger Ford van for 20 years, and when she went down to an expedition, she thought she was moving into a compact. Yeah, yeah, from a, and that's about the only thing bigger than the expedition is a 15 passenger van. Oh man! Right. So, what are some of your favorite places you've seen in Arizona in the 26 years you've been here? I love the White Mountains. Oh, I love man. it up there, Sholo Springerville. When I was rodeoing, they have a Fourth of July rodeos, Taylor Sholo Springerville, and I would go up and announce or ride at the Springerville and Sholo Rodeos. And driving up into the White Mountains, once you get out of pace and start heading up, it is just such a beautiful part of the state. Sedona has been great. Have a soup pie. Um, I just think the diversity. You know, I, you grow up in Florida. It's flat, and it, you're either at Lake Okeechobee or you're on the beach, but it's all flat. Here, it's just such – so you can – you can play golf in the morning and go build a snowman in the afternoon and then come back and put your shorts on down in the valley. It's just so different to be out in the woods and to see the elk and the deer and then be back here in the desert. It's just a great place. I love it here. You told your 66 story. I do have one rodeo story. All right. Uh, high school, we decide we're going to go up to Young, Arizona yeah. to ride the rodeo. I draw a horse named Cowboy Nightmare. The chute opens. The horse doesn't move. <laughs> he rotates 90 degrees, points exactly across the arena, and takes off like his tail's on fire. Never bucks once. Gets to the opposite side of the arena and slams on all four brakes. I go over the top of him through the two-by-six railing, and the announcer says, well, we're going to give that little cowboy from Scottsdale another ride. I said, no, this little cowboy is not going to. I think I just ended my rodeo career. That two-by-six really hurt. Were you in the bareback event, or were you in the, were you a bronc rider? That, that was a bareback event. And see, that's the one. I, it's, I rode bulls, and so – um, I look at those bareback riders taking, you know, getting their hand inside that rigging, you know, and taking their binds. And I thought, you're never getting your hand out of that thing. It's like wedging your hand into a suitcase handle. And that looks like it hurts even you know, when you ride bulls, if you do it right, it's a it's an amazing feeling. Bareback riding looks like it hurts even if you do it right. I, I haven't done it enough to tell you. <laughs> I never got to the right part, so yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell you. I did a whole lot wrong. That's for sure. Yeah. I was I wasn't I wasn't in that sport for very long. <laughs> yeah, I learned to. Uh, since you've been here so long, you'll recognize this name. I learned to ride bulls up at the Cave Creek Arena, sure. and I started my announcing career in the arena at Mister Lucky's. What a hoot! Yeah. So it was such. I drove past Lucky's on the way here. You know, it's all closed up now. Yeah, but yeah. what great memories of that place! Oh, man. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your Saturday to come down here and join us. You know, it's it's you're so much fun to be with. Um, you know, I think the last time we saw each other in person was when we filmed that Sanderson commercial for the All-Star game for the baseball game. That was fun. You were the catcher. And Al McCoy almost lit my mitt on fire. <laughs> 
That was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you having me on. You know, I've been listening to you for years, and you know, I have so much respect for the people that work in the construction business, and you are definitely legendary in that business here in this town. And and uh, I have got a lot of respect for what you've done and and for your work. I really do. Mike, thanks. I I appreciate that. I really do, and certainly appreciate what you do Monday through Friday, every morning on KJR. We appreciate that, man. Thanks, man. Keep it up. We're here at Roselle Now's broadcasting live from Sanderson Ford for the sale, 66, the 66 sale and the staycation. Now, you have to get here to register, and someone today is going to win a three-night stay, four-day trip touring Route 66 in Arizona. And you're going to be given an opportunity to see it maybe like you've never seen it before because we've arranged for you to have all the state park passes. You'll be able to get into any state park you want. There's about four right across Route 66 you'll be able to take advantage of. We've gotten tickets from Lowell Observatory. You're going to have a chance to get in and see Meteor Crater. And you're going to be able to do all this in a gorgeous, brand-new Ford Mustang from Sanderson Ford. They've got it right out here in the showroom right next to where we're broadcasting, and it's beautiful. We'll be giving away three staycation prizes, baskets, throughout the rest of the broadcast, one each hour. In each one of those baskets is going to be a key fob. One of those key fobs is going to be capable of starting that Mustang, and we'll see which one of the three winners actually gets to start the vehicle at 11 o'clock. So you got to get here to register for it. If you're one of the 20,000 subscribers to the Rose Young House newsletter, in your email box on Thursday, you got a special entry coupon to fill out. We have a separate fishbowl for you Rose Young House newsletter subscribers to drop your entry in for a special drawing. You subscribers will be given a special chance to win something extra special here at the Sale 66 Staycation. I mean, in the showroom, they've got the Escape, they've got the Explorer, they've got the Expedition all lined up right in a row. They're beautiful. Boy, that red Explorer out there really caught my eye. The Silver Expedition looks gorgeous. But that is that, do you call that Mustang Mike Black? Or is it blue? It, it, it's it's it say they say it's blue, but it looks almost like eggplant. You know that it it, it ch- almost changes colors, but it's like it is such a beautiful car. It's beautiful. You it, it's almost like a holograph. You yeah. walk around it, and it's like the the color yeah. changes depending on the angle of the light. The one side it looks black, and then when you go where the sunlight's hitting it, it looks blue. It's incredible. Yeah, that is a beautiful vehicle. Absolutely, and that will have a winner. Hitting the horn on it a little bit later today in the broadcast. Can I enter? Do you think they'd let me enter? Well, uh, enter as, as John Pratt. <laughs> then, then, then there can be no conflict that way. Right, of course not. <laughs> All right. Folks, we appreciate y'all tuning in here at Rosie on the House. We're going to not be able to get to any of y'all's particular questions today on the broadcast about what you're trying to tackle on your house, home, castle, or cabin. But just know, we've been broadcasting now for 33 years, and every time you've asked us a question, we've logged that question with the right answer and put it on our website. The website, rosyoungnows.com, 
really is like an owner's manual for Arizona homeowners having to do with virtually any subject in the world from your house, castle, or cabin, from the foundation to the rooftops and everything in between. I can remember when I started the broadcast 30, 33 years ago, I told Jennifer, we're going to get rich writing a book, The 100 Most Asked Questions About Arizona Homeownership. And folks, do you know it took us 12 years to get 100 different questions? We get most of the same questions over and over and over again. So for any of those repeat questions, no, the answer already exists and lives for free for you to access at rosyonthehouse.com. Go to the search engine, plug in whatever it is you're particularly interested in trying to get done at that time, and you'll get the broadcast features that we've had over the years about that. You'll get any article that we've printed in any one of the six newspapers we write for. You'll get that, and you'll get our edited version of tutorials based on whatever it is you plugged in the search engine. So I don't know how we could make it easier for y'all, but if you think of a way we can make it easier for you, I sure hope you'll let us know because it's our goal, it's our vision, and it's our mission to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Y'all stay tuned. Well, that sounds pretty good. Broadcasting live this morning from Sanderson Ford with the Arizona Wildflowers. Family group from beautiful Casa Grande. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. We're here broadcasting live from Sanderson Ford with special guests. We just finished a little bit earlier with Mr. Al McCoy, Mr. Mike Broomhead, and now we've got our own Arizona Lumberjack. Tim <laughs> Hattrick, and I'm almost scared to ask you for a Route 66 story. Well, as you said, <laughs> I am a lumberjack. I'm proud to have gone to the Harvard of the Pines, NAU, and uh, yeah, I lived there for a few years afterwards and began my radio career up there. But you know, before I get to my Route 66 story, the real reason I came, Rosie, uh, I have a eight foot two by four stud grade quality board that I want to offer up, uh, start the bidding at $20 right now, if any <laughs> listeners out there need one. <laughs> you know what I've been doing is I've been tearing down my walls and opening it up, and I'm taking every other stud, two by four, and just selling it on offer up because the market is just so crazy right now. Lumber's up. Yeah. Some lumber is up 300% in the last 12 Ouch. months. Ouch. Okay. So anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, honored to be here. I'm Grateful to uh, get to work with the people at Sanderson Ford, and uh, and that you would ask me on your show, I'm, I'm very pleased to do that. I lived in Flagstaff in the 80s, early 80s. Uh, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, chased me up there, and I, I had nowhere to run. So, you know, we uh, we dated for five years and, and got married many, many years ago. But while we were dating, we lived in Flagstaff. There was uh, a couple we became friends with. I think my wife worked with the wife, and they lived in Winona. And now, <laughs> Winona. So downtown Winona or kind of outskirts Winona. <laughs> it wasn't much. It wasn't much. It was it was hardly even a map dot, but you know, made famous by the song, uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona. I didn't know there was a Winona until I uh we went we had dinner, you know, a few times with this couple. Now the funny part is I can't remember their names. 
So in a way, I did forget Winona, but at least I can say I have been there. However, funny little tie-in, years later, I got to sing on a Tim and Willie Christmas breakfast show with country superstar Winona. So I don't know what that does to the story. However, I, I, I will always remember Winona, just not the people who lived there and invited us over for dinner. Well, now, other than removing every other structural stud in your house and selling it on eBay, what else are you doing around your house, Tim? What have you got going on? What can we help you with on your project? Well, I'll tell you what. I have a bathroom, a master bathroom that the tile, I don't know, it seems like I'm getting having to chase away mold a lot, and I've always wanted to redo it because it's a built-in shower, like a no-door walk-in shower. Yes, yes. And a little bit of spray always hits the floor, and there's a little puddle. I've always wanted to... You know, I can tear things down. I'm really oh, good at demolition. Yeah. Put it back together, I'm not so good at. But you know what I've done? I've watched a couple of those YouTube videos about getting the pan right in the shower. That's the trick. The that, pan's the trick. That's the whole thing, right? And That's I, the whole thing. I have zero confidence that I would get that right. And we're doing, in, in that application specifically, so you've got what we used to call the snail's shell, where you walk in, no door, yeah. open access. A little bit of body spray gets off. Uh, anymore, they're almost accepting that, and they're even getting rid of the snail wall and leaving it completely open. And we're doing that with what's called a barrier-free entry. So the floor of the whole bathroom kind of drains back. Now, that drives some women nuts because there's little drips of water out there. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of people that have kind of acclimated to it with a mat right outside the shower. The yeah. drain is right there at the low point. And then in the event of having to access that shower for anyone, any age, any mobility challenges, it's done. That's important. That's a great consideration. Um, also, I'm always afraid of water on the floor because of scorpions, right? That's what I've heard is if you have a wet towel and you leave it down long enough, be careful when you pick it up, especially in the summer and the warmer months, because there could be scorpions underneath. Now, I've lived in Arizona for most of my life, okay? Yeah. Not until I moved to this place, it's kind of up on the side of North Mountain, have I seen scorpions. And it was wild because uh, we had a little, like a little uh, uh, dachshund, miniature dachshund, and she seemed to hunt them. Oh, good. That's good, kind of, in a way. <laughs> so I would find them out in my on my back patio, and I have a one of those grabber things, you know, those extended grabbers, okay. and, a, and a balled-up piece of packing tape with a sticky side out, she would find the scorpion. I'd run out with a grabber and the tape, and I'd, I'd pick it up with that and then kind of enclose it. So now I've got the scorpion, and it's, it's sealed in this little clear plastic tape. Well, my son-in-law made me a giant board with hooks on it. He called it a scorp board. And, and one season, every time I got one, I hung it up there. And it was – they. The scorpions kind of left me alone after that. I don't think they want to mess with me anymore. That's an e-store well, product waiting to happen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever it takes to not want to be messed with by scorpions do it because i'll tell you what as many nights as i've slept on the desert floor as many piles of wood as i've dug through if anyone should have been hit a time or two i've never been hit jennifer has been hit in our bedroom walking to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I, i've and that's a woman that's had six children. I've never seen her in as much pain as the night she got hit with that scorpion. Yeah.